you're ready to take your leadership to the next level, you're in the right place. This is the Think on Purpose podcast, and I'm your host, Jen Fry. Let's dive in. Last week, we talked about fear, and I want to take it one step further this week, even though we're in November. So if you have ever had a thought, I don't want to do it wrong, this episode is for you. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Think on Purpose podcast. I'm your host, Jen Fry. Let's dive in. So here's something I have noticed in my clients. Over the past two weeks, I've coached about 100 people. And Maybe it's the Halloween holiday. Maybe it was a full moon. But the idea of a very specific fear was coming up over and over and over. So I want to talk about it today. And the fear that was coming up for my clients is this idea of, I don't want to do it wrong. And it could have been a project, a conversation, a decision, an idea, sharing something with a colleague. It could be any number of things that is sparking this thought of, I don't want to do it wrong. I don't want to choose the wrong job. I don't want to say yes to the wrong project. I don't want to say the wrong words to my colleague and give the wrong feedback. I just don't want to screw it up. And as soon as we have that thought, of course, it makes sense that we fear that we feel some fear. But here's what I want you to know. And I think this is super important is yes, as we talked about last week, fear is uncomfortable. Absolutely, the feeling and the sensations feel a little bit like, oh, I want to get away from it. But I think the reason we feel fear isn't actually because we don't want to screw it up. I think we feel so much fear because we have trained our brains to be afraid of ourselves. What we're actually afraid of, yeah, sometimes it's some like judgment of other people or other people's opinions or making a mistake. But underlying that, the reason that we are afraid of those things happening, I think is because we are so afraid of what we're going to make it mean and how we will treat ourselves. And this is something that it like it happens and we don't even know it's going on. So here's what it looks like. I am, I'm about to raise my hand in a meeting or I'm about to share an idea and I get this little voice in my head that says, don't look stupid don't screw it up. Don't share your idea. It's a version of that. As soon as I hear that thought, I get a little clammy. I get a little sweaty. I start feeling some of those uncomfortable emotions. I feel those uncomfortable sensations. And then I don't do anything. And then I shrink back. Then I get smaller. Then I try to um, think if you've ever done this, right? Like we don't make eye contact. We're like, don't pick me. We just try to look down, not be part of the the conversation. There's a disengagement and a pulling inward. And I think this happens because the on the other side of this, it sounds like if I do make a mistake, if I do screw up, if I do say the wrong thing, if I do look like an idiot, then it means something about me. Then it means I am not worthy. It means I shouldn't be here. It confirms my suspicion that I'm an imposter. And the problem isn't the expectations of other people. The problem isn't the judgment of other people. The problem is how we treat ourselves when we judge ourselves and when we perceive a failure. 
think about that negative voice in your head, that inner critic, that judge that just wants to tell you all the ways you're doing it wrong and screwing up. We beat the crap out of ourselves when we see a perceived failure or a perceived mistake. And I think that is the real problem. That is the real problem that we don't actually address. It's how we treat ourselves. So I want to give you a couple of ways to look at this and reframe this idea of fear of making a mistake so that you can break through it and allow yourself to take a risk because that is what we're really talking about. If you are in any kind of business, I guarantee that you have been in a position where you have had to take a risk. Now, if you're like me, sometimes you take the risk and sometimes you do what I described, which is shrink back, look down, don't make eye contact. But either way, no matter what you do, if you take a step forward or you look down, this does not change your fundamental worth as a person. And I think this is what we need to hear. It doesn't really make a difference. I shouldn't even say it like that. It doesn't make a difference to your worthiness or your lovability or your impact on on being here in the world. And so often we we like extend this judgment to ourselves and just are so mean and tell ourselves these stories like you shouldn't have said anything, you shouldn't have even been here, you don't belong here. No one else is saying it. No one else is giving us these messages. It's all coming from inside. So the good news is if we know the source is us, then we can make the change. But the first thing we have to do is just recognize it's that inner critic. Now, some people name their inner critic. Totally fine if that works for you. Give it a name. Um, For me, I just call her Mean Girl. Remember that movie that came out? I think it was like in the 90s that where the girls were just so unkind to each other. Oh, I just looked it up really quick. 2004. So Mean Girls was all about just like picking on people and cliques of girls coming together and just being so unkind. We don't actually need anyone on the external to do that to us because we do it to ourselves. We're like reenacting a teen movie in our own heads every day. So for me, it's Mean Girl. And Mean Girl loves to pop in and say hello anytime I'm doing something new, anytime I sit down to record a podcast, anytime I'm thinking about um, doing a talk or coming up with a new idea. Mean Girl is always there to be like, you suck. This is stupid. Why are you even doing this? I have clients who call it just a bully. It's just the bully in their brain. And what I like about the naming or the mean girl or the bully is that it just gives us a little bit of separation to remember you are not your thoughts. Your brain is giving you these sentences in your head and we don't have to control them. We also don't have to listen to them. So in order to allow ourselves to move away from that inner critic, to move away from beating the crap out of ourselves, and move into a place where we are willing to take a risk because we're no longer afraid of our own thoughts and feelings, we're no longer afraid of how we're going to treat ourselves, then anything is possible. Now taking a risk isn't such a big deal, but we have to see it first. 
So I want to teach you this process, this FEAR process. And there's lots of acronyms, lots of ways to use F-E-A-R. I'm sure you've heard of them. Feel free to message me. Let me know how you use that acronym. Um, But what I'm going to teach you today is FACE, Embrace, and Release. And this allows us to face our fears, acknowledge them. And again, we're talking about a very specific fear here. It's the fear of myself, the fear of how I am going to treat Jen in the wake of a perceived failure, in the wake of a perceived mistake. We're going to embrace the discomfort of the feeling and then release it, release the hold of the fear. So let's go through this process. So the first one is face. So. When we talk to ourselves like a jerk, we have to start like just noticing that, having that acknowledgement. How do you talk to yourself when you're afraid of making a mistake? How do you talk to yourself when you're thinking, I might get it wrong? When you can allow yourself to just quiet that voice a little bit, you can actually be brave. You can actually move into courage. And just because we're brave, just because we're courageous doesn't mean we won't make a mistake. Doesn't mean I won't mispronounce a word on a podcast. It doesn't mean I won't say something that offends someone. It doesn't mean that I won't forget my lines and my talk, right? It doesn't mean that. But what it does mean is that I'm willing to be brave because I will not beat the crap out of myself. And we're going to talk about that in the next one. So I think we need to face the inner critic and recognize what we're actually afraid of is how we will treat ourselves. And this problem is is magnified by the fact that we've been no, like we haven't even noticed it. It's just been there for so long. We just think it is. We just almost like we think it's just like it's just what happens, right? Like I want to say something in a meeting and then I judge myself, I criticize myself. So notice whether I say something in the meeting or not. Like I kind of lose either way. I make myself feel terrible if I do speak up and get it wrong and if I don't speak up at all. So we paint ourselves into this corner. There's like, it's like a no-win situation. Okay, so face. Face the, face the truth of how do you talk to yourself when you are about to take a risk. The second one is embrace. Embracing your fear to acknowledge its presence and understand that in order to have growth, in order to have transformation, we have to allow the fear and we have to be able to do it anyway. So here's how I embrace my fear. So first I face it. I just acknowledge that inner critic, right? So when I'm thinking about facing the fear, it's like, it's not even the fear of like judgment or embarrassed. It's the fear of how I'm going to treat myself. Then I embrace it. Like, yes, I have been thinking in this way, this thought pattern for so long, and now I'm going to change it. I'm going to change the way I talk to myself. And the first way I do that is deciding ahead of time. And listen, you might even decide right now that no matter what happens moving forward, no matter what decisions you make, you are not going to beat the crap out of yourself. You could actually decide that. You could decide that no matter what happens, you are no longer available to make yourself feel terrible. 
We're still going to take responsibility. We're still going to do the best we can with the tools and the knowledge and the resources we have at the time. There's nothing in here that's about being manipulative or trying to cause harm on purpose. This is assuming that we are all going out into the world, doing our best and wanting to make positive change. And sometimes we get it wrong and sometimes we screw it up. And when that happens, we are committed to no longer beating ourselves up, to no longer letting the mean girl or the bully or the inner critic or whatever your bully's name is. We're just not going to let them like inform all of our decisions anymore. They are no longer the ones controlling how we show up and how we, how we make our decisions. So it sounds like, oh, there's the mean girl. There she is. I had a feeling she'd show up because I'm doing something that feels like a risk. Had a feeling she'd turn up. She can be here. She just doesn't get to decide how I treat me. And that's the difference. Because the truth is we can't actually control our thoughts, but we can manage them. We can acknowledge them. We can face them. We can embrace them. And we don't have to go down this spiral of self-loathing and and self-criticism. We can just allow ourselves to take a risk and decide ahead of time, sometimes I fail. Sometimes I do the wrong thing. It's not intentional. And I don't have to keep telling myself how terrible I am. That's the difference. Because I know that in order to grow, in order to become a better leader, in order to get stronger, I have to practice. I have to take risks. I have to be willing to try. And it is so much easier to try if I've decided that I am no longer available to beat myself up. I get to decide how I treat me. Not the mean girl, not the bully. Okay, so we face we face the fear. We face the inner critic. We embrace it. And decide ahead of time that no, they don't get to have the they don't get to have the final say anymore. And then we can release. And when we're in this place of release, it's just it's a letting go because the inner critic feels so important. And I can't tell you how many clients when I'm teaching this work, they say, but if I let go of the inner critic, if I let the bully go, will I still be successful? Will I still get things done? Will I still be able to function? And I can tell you 100%, it is yes, yes, yes. You can absolutely be successful. And in my experience and what I've seen with myself and my clients is you will actually develop an even stronger sense of leadership. You will actually make decisions more quickly. You will have such a like more grounding in yourself and in your authority that when we let that inner critic get a little bit quieter, we actually get more done. It's it's amazing. So I really want to invite you to think about deciding ahead of time to not beat yourself up so that you can release that inner critic. They are totally allowed to be there. That's not the problem. It's recognizing that that voice is not all of you. It's recognizing this is an old pattern, an old belief, and I can let it go and take the risk anyway and feel afraid and do it anyway. That's the difference. 
And I invite you to really question that belief and use the expertise of a coach or a therapist to help you start seeing where that bully, where that inner critic, where that mean girl, where that judge is holding you back. If you can release the grippiness of fear, you will actually also have more energy. You will have more, um, like more mental energy because you're not constantly in a fight with yourself, because you're not distracted by all the terrible ways that you're talking to yourself. When we release out of this place of fear, we not only have more energy, but again, we have more ability to like to make those decisions. We can be so much more decisive when we've already decided, if I'm wrong, I'll just make another decision. If I'm wrong, it's no big deal. I refuse to beat myself up anymore. And the best technique that I have found in releasing the control of that inner voice is simply by breathing. Because I notice the sensations, I notice the feelings in my body, right? Like the clamminess and the heart racing and like this intensity. And the intensity is there because I'm afraid of how I'm going to treat myself. This part is so important. We have trained ourselves to be afraid of our own voice. And if I can breathe and just notice that that's what's happening, I've already decided that isn't going to happen anymore. I've already decided I'm not going to beat myself up. I can breathe in some self-compassion. I can breathe in. And when my body slows down, my brain will come with it. So getting more oxygen into the brain, showing my brain that even though it thinks it's dangerous, even though it's afraid, even though I feel like I have to run away from myself, it's not actually true. It's not actually something that I have to, that I have to worry about because I am no longer going to let that part of myself take over. I'm no longer going to let those old thoughts, those old beliefs, stand in my way of taking a risk that will get me the growth that I'm looking for. So I invite you to face, embrace, and release your fear, your fear around how you're going to treat yourself. I'd love to know how this feels for you. Drop me a message. Um, I'm always curious to see what lands for the audience that I know what to create more of. Have an amazing day and I'll see you next week. Hey, don't forget to like and follow me on Instagram at jen.fry.coaching, where we share more tips, more personal stories, and continue our journey to think on purpose. And if you liked today's episode, click those three dots and share it with a friend.